Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Everybody. Welcome back to Unscripted from my studios in Old Hilliard. And uh, actually, let me just let my guest introduce herself, and we, we will go from there because this is going to be a really interesting interview. <laughs> so let me let you introduce yourself. We'll go from there. Hi, Aaron. Thank you. My name is Preston Von Arks, and I am originally from Marion, Indiana. But my husband and I and our two children have lived in Wilson, North Carolina since, well, my husband and I since 1997. The girls were born a year later. I used to practice law, and I now own a senior home care agency where we take care of our clients and their privacy and the comfort of their own home. All right. There you go. And so uh, I want to paint a picture just in case we just talked about this, in case people, if this doesn't make it up to video. um, Behind (laughs) behind Preston, first of all, she's got a choke shirt on uh, that's in Carolina blue, which is maybe one of my favorite shirts ever. And then to her right, uh, she has an Indiana uh, shirt. And to her left, she has a Michigan shirt. And there's all kinds of sports memorabilia. (laughs) uh, And we just lost probably half the audience because if there's anyone listening here in Buckeye territory, they're, they're already (laughs) upset uh, or a Duke fan. So we've, we've already irritated maybe several people, but all that to say, (laughs) the bottom part of my t-shirt, it says choke the official drink of Duke basketball. (laughs) (laughs) It was after one of the games where they were winning and we, they ended up losing. So I, I love it. Right. I do too. And we will, I, I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to talk Tar Heel basketball uh, and Tar Heel sports here in a, in a few. Um, uh, but again, I think three more people just long off <laughs> that are Duke fans that listen. So I do have an, a weird number of uh, Duke fans. And I have to mention behind me on the wall are two incredible drawings. Uh, actually three. There's a Michael Jordan one also. Uh, those are hand drawn by a guy that actually went to Duke. That's a very good list, friend of mine and a big wow. listener of our show. So. Yeah, he's incredibly talented. So I got I got to be careful. I don't want to irritate too much or talk too much about. I agree. So, all right. Let me let me set the stage for everybody. Um, we we met, uh, gosh, three or four weeks ago when I did an interview with uh, Sammy Sass. And uh, Sammy, uh, you know, if, if anybody had not heard that interview, Sammy played with my son uh, against each other from fourth grade all the way through uh, high school. They competed against one another. The family's become a good family friend of ours. And Sammy is staying with you. You are his host home. Just so anybody listening is like, what are we talking about here? That's what we're going to talk about. You are the host home for Sammy Sass. And uh, in in getting to know one another, uh, we just decided to come on and do an interview because I think it's fascinating what it even means to be a host home. So why don't you start at the beginning? We have an incredible story that we want to share. Some people may have already heard it on a previous episode just two or three ago, an emergency podcast I did. But all right, why don't we start at the very beginning? What does it mean? How did you even get in the business of being a host home? Good question. (laughs) (laughs) My husband keeps telling me I need to practice to learn to say the word no. But I do not regret this at all. um, Wilson is home to the Wilson Tobbs, which competes in a summer NCAA collegiate baseball league the Coastal Plain League. 
And for years, one of my friends has run the host parents part of the summer ball league and their son and our daughters grew up together. And she's been on me to host a player. And I kept falling back on the rules that we can't because they would be upstairs with our daughters and they cannot share a bathroom. Mm. But when we found ourselves having an empty nest in the summer, um, we thought about it. And in between freshman and sophomore year of college, one of our daughters came back to Wilson and was an athletic training intern for the Tops. And people kept saying then, why don't you host? And we said, we are, we're hosting our daughter. (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> we dipped our toes in it that year, went to the games regularly, got to know other host parents. And so we've been doing it since then. This is our third year. And every year the players are different. And it's just, I wouldn't want to do it 12 months out of the year, but we're also not good empty nesters. So it's fun, fun, fun in the summer. But and being we're, a host we're... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Being a host parent, it it doesn't involve as much as you would think. You are opening your house up to college-age boys who you've never met before. And um, after about their first week, you don't see them that much because they right. play six or seven days a week. Their hours are almost the opposite of ours because they travel a lot. And they might get home at two or three in the morning and they're going to bed when we're getting up to go to work a lot of the time. But what little time we get to spend with them and we do get to know them. We have enjoyed every player. Mm -hmm. And where just just so uh, geography wise, where is Wilson in, in North Carolina? It's close to Chapel Hill, correct or no? Correct. We are east of Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill is exactly an hour and 15 minutes west of here. And okay. we're we're about 45 minutes east of Raleigh, right okay. off of I-95. And as a bird would fly, we're 90 miles from the coast, but it takes about two hours to drive there. So and we're in the Wilson... flat cotton tobacco part of eastern North Carolina. Okay. And there... Wilson, is is this a team that plays year-round, or is this just in the summer? I assume this is a, a – I, I haven't seen it. Is there a stadium? Is there what, – what is this usually during the normal year, not in the summer? Oh, it is a historic Fleming Stadium. It's one of the oldest baseball stadiums, and there's actually a North Carolina baseball museum located there. It's oh, really cool. neat. It's not a new, fancy one. It has a lot of tradition. And so during the summer, the top season starts like the last week of May, goes through the end of July. And if they make the playoffs for two weeks in August, the rest of the time, there might be um, smaller college games. The um, American League plays, you know, that league plays when the Tobs are playing away. They have tournaments. So it's used, I would say, about 10 months or so. It's a big part of this community. There's a okay. lot of fundraising events. There might be games between doctors and lawyers. And, oh, fun. Yeah, it's just a big part of Wilson. All right. And so in the summer, it is – and quick question. There's no, uh, there's no Tar Heels playing for the Tops, is there? There's no what? Tar Heels playing for the Tops. <laughs> Not this year. I wish there would. All right. All right. Uh, I have no – you know, because they went to the Super Regionals, Right. They weren't in playing anywhere at all in our league, but 
almost on other every other team. Now I notice that there's a UNC player that we're okay. playing against. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And, and I ask uh, Sammy if if Honeycutt was because he's going to be amazing. Uh, so I, wherever he is, I'd love to see him play. That's sorry, he'll talk. Uh, anyway, back to <laughs> back to hosting <laughs> a player. So just so just so everybody kind of understands what it, that that even looks like. And a lot of times, if I understand it right, you know the. Uh, colleges, Division One, particularly, will send their players out for the summer to get some additional work, whether it's trying a new position, whether it's sharpening something that maybe they struggled with during the season. So that's why they play summer ball. Um, they, this is not they're not compensated. Is that is that correct? Are they compensated to play for these teams? No, they are not compensated. And um, as a host parent, they. We are supposed to provide their food, you know, have food here for breakfast, their drinks, their Gatorade. Every family does it differently. Every player has different wants and some are very independent. Some want, you know, meat and potatoes when they're home, Um, Mm -hmm. but they are not paid. And I know in other leagues, both of our players this year, or at least one of them, he played somewhere in Georgia last year. And not only were they not paid, but they had to drive themselves to every game. And Goodness. it might be a two or three hour drive and then a, you know, bet. so that was a lot of gas and the Tobs have a bus and they provide them dinner after every game. And um, so the community really tries to support them. So a lot doesn't have to come out of the player's pocket. And so I think that leads me to the question about host home. They, they have to have a host home unless, unless they come from some sort of money where the parents can put up for them to stay in a hotel, which would be an astronomical or an Airbnb or a, a summer home rental or something like that. That has to be really hard. So host homes are very, very critical for these players because they don't, they're, they don't, they're not making any money in the summer. They're doing right. this to continue to work on their craft. And so um, how many players have you hosted total? over the years? It's a revolving door. The first year we hosted was the year that COVID broke out that March Mm. and they, Mm. so it was a shortened season. It, there weren't very many teams to play against. We started out with two players and a lot of families who committed to hosting started to get scared. And I do not judge them at all. We had nine they were not, well, both of our daughters were home. One was back helping with athletic training, and then we had five other tops players here. Um, oh, my goodness. Yes, because other families were just either having symptoms, catching it, or just getting scared. And then last year, we had two. This year, we started out with two, and one had to leave for a medical reason. Then Sammy arrived on the heels of that, and now we have inherited a third player who is sleeping on the sectional that I'm sitting on because they all think this is the most comfortable thing in the world, and um, we don't have another bed for him. We have an air mattress, but he likes this better. There you go. And so, so they, they, it's essentially almost like leaving the dorm and, and heading to a, they're all staying together, hanging out together. That's gotta be really cool for the guys. Cause they're not coming from the same teams, right? Like Sammy didn't, he's not with two teammates from, from Wright state. No. He's with two people he's probably never met before. Sometimes they do come as teammates, but we have um, what Sammy's from, Wright. We have Trey who's from Delaware state. And now we have Jake who's from Florida. 
Florida yeah. Southern, I think. And every year I ask the players, and we have stayed in touch with our former players That's so um, cool. in close touch. And every year I always ask them, what was your favorite thing about Wilson? There's not a lot to do here. And they mm-hmm. said the friendships they made with the other players, the host families, and cookout. And I don't know <laughs> if you know what cookout is. It's a I don't. It's it's kind of like a Culver's or Checkers, but it's open until like four in the morning, and they're hungry even if the tobs feed them. They are starved when they get back. Yeah. So that's sort of the local place to go, you know, in the middle of the night to grab some food. But Do I think it's mainly the friendships and just meeting and playing with other players from other conferences, other parts of the country. It's really neat to watch. It's really cool. Actually it's it could, because they'll, they'll, and most of the guys that are playing in these kind of leagues are, have a future in baseball, most likely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. I mean, the percentages are so difficult to, to know, but most of these guys are not playing just cause it's a, you know, another couple of weeks to play. They they hope to have bigger dreams beyond their college years in in the sport. Yes, they work hard. And Sammy and our players this year, they literally, they wake up about 10.30 or 11. They go directly to the gym. I, I'm like, do you not want breakfast? I, maybe mm-hmm. they grab breakfast along the way. They go to the gym. If they have time, they come home, change and go to the field to either get ready for the home game or to travel. But most of the time it's from the gym to the field and off they go or get ready for a home game. So they, yeah, they're not just here having fun. They are having fun, but right. they are here to play ball. Sure. Yeah. And I know that from trying to schedule with Sammy, it was very difficult. And he gave us, uh, even on an off day, air quotes, uh, mm-hmm. he had like two charity things to do too, which was really neat that the team is doing stuff like that, serving their community. I thought that was very cool. But even then he had to wedge me in <laughs> to, uh, oh, to yeah. that time that he barely had, uh, we had to get that in. So, um, do I you do their laundry? Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Um, I always ask now, do you want me to do your laundry? And I think Almost all of them, with the exception of one, like, oh, no, no, no. You know, my mom right. made me start doing my laundry when I went to college. So um, <laughs> I think that works out better. I do say, by the way, don't you want to strip your beds and bring your towels down and let me at least wash those? And they're, they never take me up on that. I don't go in their room. And so I guess I leave that up to them. Yeah, well, They're you boys. are dealing with boys, right? Yeah, dealing with boys, and so we only have, we have, have two f- daughters, and that's it. So that's a little bit new to me, you know. Right, and I was just going to say, you do have two daughters, but they're also one of them. I, I think is involved in sports. You mentioned, I think, athletic training, right? Uh, what What do your daughters do? So they are twins, and. Twins. Yes, and they both went to UNC Chapel Hill, and they both are getting their master's in athletic training at University of Michigan. But that doesn't mean they're always at Michigan. Right now they're doing internships, and in the fall they'll be doing clinical immersions, and then they'll go back for one more semester. But they they were soccer players growing up, Mm -hmm. and they had multiple ACL tears. Mm. And one of my sayings is you always have to look for the silver lining. And the silver lining was soccer was no longer in their college career or dreams, but they found their passion, which was athletic Mm -hmm. training. That's so cool. And so they're Mm -hmm. both doing that. How long until they're done? You might've mentioned this. How long until they're 
What's the, the track for them to be finished? They will graduate next May. Okay. It's a two-year program. And they keep saying they wish it was three or four years because wow. they have learned a lot and they have really enjoyed working with the different teams. And they did that undergrad the last two years at Chapel Hill working just with football. So in Michigan, they're getting exposed to other sports as well. And so it's it's been really interesting. They get home tomorrow night too. Oh, that's awesome. So you'll have a full house. And uh, is it is it ever awkward because you do have two daughters and you have all these guys playing baseball guys? Does it ever get awkward having everybody home at once or is it really almost like a family? It is like a family. And other friends ask that, you know, like, is it awkward? Or right. Gobby has been home off and on for the past week or so. Not awkward at all. She stretches yeah. out the players. She helps warm them up. It. I'll never forget when she walked in a week ago from Michigan, it was an off night and we were eating dinner and she said, hello, host brothers. And it's just an, an immediate bond. It helps that she was worked with the Tobs before. Um, it, it just, and then they stay in touch with them too. Jesse hasn't met either one of them yet. So, or either three of them, I should say. So yeah. we will have a full house tomorrow night and it'll be crazy. That's awesome. I, I know my wife would love that kind of a situation because uh, mm-hmm. she loves entertaining. She loves a full house and she loves uh, sitting around. The, the. But it doesn't sound like there's a lot of table, you know, dinners around the table. <laughs> it sounds like it's more. Maybe one or... night a week. And okay, last night was go. one. And we started watching the home run derby together. Oh, um, nice. right. We all were for different people. But um, we keep a different time schedule than they do somewhat. So they came up and finished watching it. But um, I like cooking for them. And if you cook, they will come on the nights that they're off. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Especially because it's, again, they're not paid. So uh, a meal they can get at your home is probably better than than anything that uh, and costing them additional money. So uh, we've already interviewed Sammy. I'm such a huge fan of Sammy and Jeff and the family. And uh, uh, but uh, what's it been like hosting Sammy? At first, I thought he was really quiet. (laughs) And but again, he arrived and it was very, you know, they were halfway through the first half of the season. So there wasn't much of that initial downtime practice week. I love Sammy. He's not mm-hmm. quiet at all, and we have great conversations. And um, I learned a lot about him listening to your podcast because that was early on <laughs> when he was staying here. And yeah. but right from the beginning, the the Michigan Ohio State and then the UNC Duke, he <laughs> loves a good competition. We do, you know, so we have a very friendly, yeah. fun poke at each other rivalry. Yeah. I yeah. will well, say I his it. eyes lit up when my daughter Gobby was home and asked him, even though he was such a Duke fan, when she comes back with Jesse, they would love to take our players to UNC on a day off and show yes. them around the football, the new training facility, because yes. they are yes. still allowed access. And if they call and ask, and it really is beautiful. And mm-hmm. I thought, I said, you're never going to get Sam at UNC. And he said right away, so oh, I would love to go. I would love to go. And then I'll drive yeah. by Duke on the way home. That's right. <laughs> well, it's eight miles, right? I mean, it's eight miles. Right. It's, uh, I've, I've made both of those trips myself. And, and I did tell him, I think either on the podcast or off, uh, he needs to go to the basketball. I mean, he's a basketball you know, he, he played basketball. He played. He's a very mm-hmm. good basketball player. And so I think he would love, 
even if you're a Duke fan, I would think you would still love the and appreciate and respect the uh, basketball museum if if they you get would. a chance to go in, or even the Dean Dome. I mean, you know, I, I'd love to be in Cameron Indoor just once, you know, to say I've seen it. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty special whether the rivalry exists or not. It's still there's so much tradition and history there that it's really. So I imagine he would. Plus, you got to take him to Giant T-shirt. I told him he needs to hook me up while he's down there. <laughs> take him to Giant That's- T-shirt. Is Sutton still open or did they close it? I heard yes. it was close. It's still open. Yes, they are still right, open. So he's he's got to go to Sutton's. I mean, he's time not here. Out. There's time out, right? I mean, yeah. he's got to go. Yeah, he's got to get the tour. He's just got to go down Franklin Street and yep. I, we'll I convert need a him rainy before day. he leaves. Yes, <laughs> I agree. We will convert well, him before he leaves. <laughs> I am not a Duke hater. When yeah. we. When UNC plays Duke, I'm going to cheer for UNC. But I always say mm-hmm. we doctor at Duke and we pay tuition at UNC. So oh, that's right. Uh, right. Now around here, people say you can't be that way, and I say, oh, I'm always mm-hmm. for UNC when they're playing Duke, but I'm not rooting for Duke to lose every other game. Right, right. I think there's a respect. I mean, at the end of the day, they've mm-hmm. got great players. They always recruit the same players. That's what's so funny is mm-hmm. you know a decision here, decision there. Those kids are going to be wearing a different uniform and. You know, I, I think it's uh plus I'm not sure what's left of the rivalry after the final four. That was like, that was the, you can't was top. Most, the end of the I season, beating them at coach K's last home game. And then right? the final four, it's crazy. It's, and I think yeah, that's good. Yeah. But you, like you said, to really go and see how close they are geographically makes the rivalry even better, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's Michigan and Ohio State, but they're not right down the road from one another. No, it's just no. so interesting. And I'm too interested to ask this too. I know living in Columbus, not being—I have no skin in the game. I don't really any of the Big Ten teams. Um, but what I constantly hear from friends that I have in Michigan is that it's a really—it's a much bigger deal in Ohio than it is in Michigan. Like, it's a—it's a rivalry. It's a big deal, but. I hear a lot that Ohio, like everybody in Columbus kind of makes it much of a bigger deal than the people in Michigan do. They're like, yeah, it's a rivalry game, but they don't like live and die by it. I mean, Ohio is, <laughs> Columbus is, uh, we, you know, they live and die here by that game. So I'm curious if that's the same for the, the Duke Carolina rivalry. For the Duke, UNC, I'm Duke sorry, for the Duke. Oh, it's a real rivalry. It's, right. uh, and. Yeah. For both. On both sides. On both right. sides. I think it's very equal. I thought you were going to ask if Michigan doesn't consider Ohio State a rivalry. Or they a rivalry. Do. I, I know they do. They just don't get as – they don't go around putting tape over all the O's in the state of Michigan. Sammy told play. me like, that. Anyway, okay. But I Let's do know that from the very <laughs> first day of practice of college um, football camp, it always starts out with, what are you doing today to beat Ohio State? Right. And that right. absolutely cannot give them red Gatorade ever. I think it's right. so funny, those sort of things. Yeah, and that is fun. Yeah. I mean, it's all fun. I, I mm-hmm. think the, the in, in the, at least in the triangle, I think, as I understand it, no, NC State really wants to be rivals with either one of them, and they're both kind of like, whatever. That's, no that that is sort of the running joke. They always say it's a big rivalry game, and Duke and UNC fans will say, NC State is not a rival of ours, but That's NC right. State sees it differently. 
Right. Well, they just want so badly to win. So, uh, That's all right. right. We've offended, we've offended probably <laughs> several fans. Can they just see you and me now? <laughs> I just be you and I at this point, but, uh, and a few Carolina fans, but, uh, what an exciting time to, to be able to be with these young men, um, as they go through this process mm-hmm. to meet, you know, and I'm sure you've seen different personalities, but at, at the same time, I have a feeling most of the, the guys still have like a same gene, uh, like, like Sammy and I talked about, a a drive, I think. Um, maybe not. I don't know. That's interesting. Have you seen the same type of personality thread through all, or have they all been very different? All but what one player we had was a hoot and you could tell he was finished (laughs) with baseball. I mean, he was tired and he was here just to have fun and his parents were making him play baseball, but you know, in his mind, he had already decided. Um, but, Everyone else is sort of built from the same cloth, it seems like. I mean, they do want to have – they don't have a lot of time to have fun. But, you know, they're up here gaming a lot late at night. You know, they want to relax and have fun. But they are here to play ball. Mm -hmm. And if it's even playing a different position, just to play ball. And like I said, they get up and work out. And it's very hot and humid here. I know it is everywhere. But they're all determined and committed, and, you know, it's their hope that they can further their career. And, you know, they've been watching the draft, and they know they played with or against right. players that have been drafted, and that's mm-hmm. motivating for them. Especially at Sammy's age. So I've, you know, kept a, a, a not a close eye, but an occasional glance at the draft, too, because kids that were, you know, my son's age, Sammy's age, they're being drafted now, and um, – it's, it's interesting to see their names even on the, the draft boards. You know, it's crazy yes. to think. I remember when they were just third, fourth graders. So right. It's really neat to kind of watch that process. But um, mm-hmm. this is truly a labor of love for you. I, and I, I was going to say, too, I think this is a business trip. To your point, this isn't a vacation for these guys. This is a business trip. Uh, it's an extended business trip. Is that fair to say? It really is. And most of yeah. them packed up straight from – Especially if they played, you know, in the playoffs and the regionals mm-hmm. or super regionals, they maybe some of them maybe got to go see their parents a day or two, but most of them came from there directly to here. And then we'll, if they stayed the whole season, we'll probably go directly back to their college, back to their campus, right? Right. Depending on how long our families? season lasts. Excuse Do you me. Host their families when they come. <laughs> so. Well. <laughs> Let me tell you, another thing about boys, (laughs) I love boys, but they don't communicate. So, like, for instance, Sammy's parents were coming. I had no idea. And, like, that day, he's like, oh, yeah, my mom and dad and little sister are here. I'm like, really? You know? (laughs) Right, Um, right. I would, but we've run out of room. You know, yeah, I've always promised right. the girls I won't give up their room because yeah. that's their room. And mm-hmm. the other guest room has two players in it. And now we've got one here in what used to be the playroom. It's just a big, there's a pool table, TV, a sectional. So I would host them, but I, there's no room for them. Yeah. But well, we I, do, was... we've had them over. We've, mm-hmm. you know, cooked out with them. If they let me know they're here, um, we'll sit with them at the game this weekend. Last weekend, um, Jake's parents were here from Florida. 
Didn't know they were coming till the day they arrived, but really enjoyed them. Jeff and his wife and the Maggie were here. That was so much fun. And then this weekend, Trey's family is coming, which he did let me know early on the exact dates. Nice. Yeah, that's always yeah. helpful. I know it would yes. drive my wife crazy if people were just coming and going. But I do have a son and two daughters, and so I, I can appreciate the differences between the two. And, and the not the daughters are perfect. No, they're not. They just tend to communicate a little more, maybe too much. Um, <laughs> but they do tend to communicate quite a bit more than the boys do. It's just like, yes. oh, by the way, I just did this. And it was like a major life decision. <laughs> okay. when, when were we going to discuss this? So, right. <laughs> well, I just I don't know any of the other players you've ever had. I just know the one you have. And uh, I'm a big fan. He knows it. Uh, his dad knows it. I'm so glad that he connected us. And I appreciate your time just coming on and giving us kind of a behind the scenes of what it means to be a host parent. I've always been uh, curious. My son uh, didn't ever do the the summer ball thing uh, in his couple years in college. And so uh, I've always wondered what that was like for the player and the host, the host family. And now we've had both. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. And we love it. I feel for me, it's the same as like when I volunteer in a very selfish mm-hmm. way, I feel like I get more out of it than right. I'm giving to them. And I feel that way about hosting again. I wouldn't want them 12 months, but we really love them when they're, they're here. And I love sharing our story. I'm sorry. I just thought one more question. Have any of the players that you've hosted made it to that next level? Have they been drafted or anything? No, not that we've hosted, but a player last year went in the first round that um, a family friend of ours hosted for two years in a row I have a feeling one of the players we hosted the first year, he's a pitcher. I think next year he will be drafted. Yeah. He's a Davidson. Oh, Davidson uh, near Charlotte Davidson? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. That's such a small school, but they produce great teams. They do. Absolutely. It's beautiful. That that area is beautiful. We almost moved there. Um, It sure is. When I, I'm probably going to get myself in a lot of trouble. Hopefully it is just you and I listening now or, or talking. Yes, I'm because, sure it is. Because <laughs> I'm going to say, I think there's, I think the one of the three in your home has a good chance too. Um, we'll just leave it at that. We won't, we won't say names, but I one of the three in your well. house, I think he might have a good chance. I have a little background on that without naming names. If you have time for one more story. Absolutely. A hundred percent. This summer, the definition of host mom was changed for me. One of our first players, I assumed it was an athletic injury when the, um, he texted me and said, the athletic trainer thinks I need to go to the ER. And mm. so we spent 14 hours here and then he was um, transferred to a bigger hospital where he had to have three surgeries. It was blood clots oh in his lower um, neck and shoulder. And so on the heels of that, while I'm at that hospital, I get a call about, would you host a certain player? And I don't think he'll be there very long because he might even be drafted this year. And I said, well, let me take a deep breath and ask our other player, our initial player that's here. And of course it was a unanimous yes. Um, So I I will be watching and following. And his dad will keep me posted for sure. (laughs) Sure he will. And I don't want to put any pressure on on that player at all. Uh, You know, no matter what he does, he's going to be successful uh, in life. Um, And so that's really not to put pressure on him and unexpected or, you know, unfair expectation. There's no expectations. Mm -hmm. I just want to cheer him on and I want to I want to see him succeed at what he loves to do. 
um, that other player that we're talking about. Yeah. So, <laughs> he who shall rena- right. remain unnamed. He shall remain unnamed, even though he's a Duke fan. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but no. So your your only role, I think, for from my perspective, the rest of the the time there is to get him down to Franklin Street and you know, just get him immersed in the, get him washed in the blood of, of Chapel Hill. I <laughs> will. Maybe he can leave, he can leave the, uh, the roots of, uh, of, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, we're joking. I, he's a wonderful kid. I, I, uh, he's a wonderful young man. He's not a kid anymore. He's a young He is a wonderful uh, young man, but I, it is my goal that all three will leave with Carolina blue sportswear of it. some sort after visiting campus for a day with our girls. Johnny T-shirt. I'm telling you, they've got everything you need. And, oh yeah, they do. Uh, and then some. They do. Yep. I spent way too much. It's pretty much it. my wife gets the Johnny T-shirt catalogs and pretty much order. I know what I'm going to get for Christmas every year because it's straight out of Johnny T-shirts catalogs. So I've but got it's easy for and, us. It's so easy. I'm yep. the easiest guy in the world to shop for. I really am. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. I'm Thank sure you, you and I will be uh, continue to be in touch, and uh, especially this year, we got a we got a really good squad. So I think we may be hanging some laundry again. But I don't want to jinx it. But I don't know who's going to beat Carolina this year. Yeah. I really don't. They're so good. It's getting so. exciting already. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we a lot of us fans they do it in Ohio, they do it in Michigan, they do it in Indiana, they do it everywhere. You, you know, this is our year, but. I got a pretty good feeling about this team. They're pretty I do loaded, too. So, yeah, especially it, it's with funny. Daycott staying and Leaky oh, staying, gosh. it's it's exciting. It is, and and honestly, there it's going to be the complete opposite of last year, where they had no bench. Uh, this year, they're going to have to find minutes for a lot of really talented guys. And so, good uh, It's going to be have. fun to watch. Yes, it's a great problem to have. Yeah. So, well, best of luck to you. If we ever make it down that way again, I will make sure to get in contact with you. I'd love to meet you, and and, and we will host uh, you. Know, if it's there not during summer baseball, we will host you. <laughs> Just don't okay. come in the summer, right? Well, we are going to Otter Banks next summer, and we typically we go by way of Chapel Hill, even though it's not of necessarily. Course. It's not on but your way. Though. When the kid, it's not. When the kids were younger, it was eight hours there, and then three or four, you know, the next day. So we'd break up the drive that way. And That's perfect. Of course, yeah, we'd get to worship at Chapel Hill. <laughs> Yes, See Mecca, God's country. So, so some anyway, people call it God's country. Absolutely, I call it Mecca, but it's, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so, well, God bless you. Thank you so much for uh, for hosting all these young players, making an impact in their lives, and for really, a, it's it's you know, it's an act of service what you all do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a huge, you know, I'm sure for each one of those families, it means a lot. I know one family that it does mean a lot too, and so thank you. Thank you so much. Nice talking absolutely. to you. Bye. Right, talk soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conner. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.